This is episode eight. What is your legacy? Welcome to my world, supporting someone with an eating disorder. This is a podcast about and for those supporting someone suffering from an eating disorder. These are my own personal opinions and experiences gathered from being married to someone in recovery from an eating disorder and working with and investigating eating disorders for the last few years. This podcast is brought to you by Living Proof MN. Never underestimate your ability to recover. So what is your legacy? What legacy will you leave behind? Webster's Dictionary defines legacy as anything handed down from the past, as from an ancestor or predecessor. What valued lesson or lessons, personal knowledge or experiences will you pass to your children or grandchildren? Some people will leave behind money or possessions, and that is wonderful. But what tribute will you leave for them that come behind you to cherish and pass on? Will it be political? Will it be religious? Or will it be something that pertains to the less fortunate, the marginalized portions of our society? Could it be a contribution to humanity? And by contribution, I don't necessarily mean monetary, but what about advocacy? Standing up to raise awareness of a lack of attention to a segment of society that needs our help. Could that be something you might be proud to contribute to? Every 62 minutes, someone dies as a direct result of an eating disorder. Eating disorders has the highest rate of mortality among all mental health disorders. And yet, there are so many people suffering without help. struggling to deal with an eating disorder. And many of those people have no idea what the issue is because so many medical professionals, therapists, and counselors don't even know how to diagnose an eating disorder. And in far too many parts of our country and our world, there are far too few, there are too few resources for those struggling and those loved ones, partners, friends, and family are lost due to a lack of resources for them as supporters. As someone who spent their better part of the last couple of years learning about it, disorders and working with those struggling, there are a few things that continue to amaze me. I have been told time and again by individuals who've sought help at eating disorder treatment centers that they were turned away, some because they were overweight and not obviously starving themselves. In these facilities, clinics, and treatment centers, it is apparent that the disorder is in most cases in absolute concentration and treated first and foremost. And maybe for a few, this is all that they need. But I'm here to tell you that by just looking at and tracking the number of people who've spent extended amounts of time, years in some cases, six, seven, even 10 years in facilities, or go back time and again to navigate through the very same program, and they receive the very same treatment by people who've never experienced an eating disorder on their own, without ever concentrating on how they got there to begin with or where their trauma originated. How can these circumstances not lend to the idea that maybe it's just simply business? That by only treating the disorder until they are at a safe weight and then turning them back out on their own again until they are right back where they started and then inviting them back again. Insurance pays for it in most cases. And so it's a sustainable business practice. And in the end, it's not about a benevolent contribution. It's about leaving behind, I mean, it's not about leaving behind a humanitarian legacy. Please don't get me wrong. I, I, I realize that in some cases this situation works and that indeed ought to be celebrated. But for the many who've been misdiagnosed or have no resources where they live or who don't realize until it's too late that they are indeed sick and in need of help, where do they go? 
for the people who've suffered for years, for those who've suffered specific trauma or PTSD that may have led to their disorder, where do they turn? In many cases, these treatment centers offer a program that at its base is structured around punishment and promote strict adherence to the rules, rules that they will never or that will that they will not have or be able to abide by when they are turned out on their own. There is no aftercare for these people, which like veterans who leave the military after years, whose mind has been programmed to survive in a world drastically different than where they go home to after their service ends, or those who served a sentence in prison for many years and find themselves back in society, and they aren't taught or given the tools to operate, to live and thrive. Those struggling with eating disorders often, after treatment, find themselves in a similar place and need the same help. So where do they turn? There are those trying to raise awareness and change the landscape, but these people are few and far between, and usually they are nonprofit organizations or private citizens who survive to help these people on donations alone. In some states, there are certifications that medical and therapeutic personnel can obtain with some training to become peer-to-peer counselors. For those people who've survived an eating disorder and want to give back and help those suffering behind Uh, left behind, this is the only way that they can bill insurance to help sustain their legacy. And for others, it is all about partnering with other nonprofits to put together programs to help empower and teach those struggling. The skills that will allow them to become a valuable member of society by building confidence and letting them know and learn that their disorder does not need to define who they are, but that their disorder is something they can change, that they can have the power within themselves to manage and recover from. Yeah, I said that they can recover from. It's a fact. Organizations like Living Proof MN at www.livingproofmn.com, which is a 501c3 organization founded by someone who struggled for years with eating disorders and found her way after being told she would have to live with her disorder for the rest of her life, that she would most likely die from it by those who were supposed to help her. So she left and fought desperately until she wasn't just surviving any longer, but thriving and living her best life and now gives back by helping those seeking help. Organizations like these who attend to the person and their inner struggles and their traumas by providing experiential therapy through partnering with other organizations that foster learning skills to build confidence and self-worth in organic ways are helping people around the world, but they need help to raise awareness for their programs to be able to reach the people still struggling in areas that have so few resources. Informational organizations like NEDA, N-E-D-A, the National Eating Disorder Association at www.nationaleatingdisorders.org can provide information on resources as well. I would like to advocate right now for an organization I mentioned previously in this episode. Living Proof MN is one of those organizations founded by a woman who struggled for years with eating disorders. At some point, she made a conscious conscious decision to leave the treatment facility and strike out on her own. Not an easy thing to do. Scary and frightening. She knew this current program was not working for her. In fact, she'd been at the same place for years and the program never changed for her. There were no adjustments to fit for her progress or lack thereof. It was just the same thing month 
after month and she was getting worse. She was desperate and had to make a change. And she felt as though she might die there. So against the advice of her therapist, she left. She found her way. She sought out activities that served her desire to heal. Experiential therapies like writing, putting pen to paper, and just letting it all spill out to a group she found that met every Saturday morning. There was no critiquing of what you wrote, and you could read aloud or just listen to others. It was liberating, and it fed her soul. But nothing did more for her heart and for her spirit than equine therapy. She worked hard to find her way. She accepted who she was and fought for herself. She knew she was sick, and she knew she wanted to, not to just survive, but she wanted to live her very best life, and she went on to do just that. When she was well and searched for a way, when she was well, and she searched for a way to give back, and she founded Living Proof MN. With a psychology degree and one for nursing, and after 10 years practicing as an RN and a director of nursing, she started mentoring others found whom found themselves out of treatment with no skills and no hope and nowhere to turn, but back to the same old treatment program. She added a website and found that people all over the world began calling and emailing her for help. People in Australia and Africa, New Zealand. There were people distraught who just needed someone to talk to, who understood what it meant to struggle with an eating disorder, who heard and recognized their pain who had some idea what direction to send them in. Then she started a support group. One, of, one for those locally, and then organized activities in her home and field trips where people in full recovery could join those struggling and offer a no judgment, all-inclusive safe space for these people to gather and support each other, and it works. She even started a support group online for people not in her local area, but from around the world. Today, Living Proof MN has partnered with an equine therapist organization and an outfitter in the Boundary Waters where they can bring folks who are a little further in their recovery on weekends into the most pristine areas in northern Minnesota to bathe in nature, among soaring eagles, calling loons, and the company of families of moose. And there in the wilderness, they build their self-confidence, their pride. They bond in relationships with themselves and empower their minds and spirits. They visited ranches where they can care for llamas and gathered in, in her home to write their stories, create artistic pieces to share or just hang out and, real, and be real, enjoy and respect each other for who they are and all this without strict rules, without judgment, without punishment and instead with love, with support, and a curriculum and programs that build people up, creating desire to get healthy in mind, body, and spirit, and strength in a community of people who care and understand. If you know someone or are someone or are a supporter, a loved one, a parent or partner of someone who needs help, please visit Living Proof MN at www.livingproofmn.com. There is no obligation Living Proof Minnesota is a 501c3 certified nonprofit organization there to help all those struggling. And like other nonprofits, they survive to help others solely through donations. So if you are just interested in helping others in le leaving a legacy or would like more information, please visit their website. And above all else, always remember to love and be loved. 
We are all worth it. Oh, 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 oh,